0: As-salamu Peace be unto you and welcome to the Male and Female Relationship Series presented by the Student Southern Regional Representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, Student Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. This series is brought to you by Supreme Spring Water, Live Supreme, Be Supreme, Drink Supreme, Supreme Spring Water. Thank you. Now let us begin our discussion of today's episode of the male-female relationship series and it is our humble prayer that it will benefit you in your spiritual growth and development.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Male and Female Relationship Series. We are so excited for today's program. We are so excited for open every meeting, meeting, gathering by calling one to So at this time, please assume whatever position prayer you find most comfortable and we pray. In the name Allah, merciful. All praise the Lord the world master of the state, adjustment, and you live. alone, I just want my The path of the fingers. And the No, of Male-Female Relationship Series. I'm your co-moderator,
2: Muhammad. I have my with me. I'm your, I'm your other co-moderator for today, Sister Anissa. Welcome to the Male-Female Relationship Series.
1: All praise
3: is due to Allah, All praise is due to Allah. Thank you again. Welcome. And the theme of today's episode is God in the center makes our marriages stronger. Isn't that something? God in the center makes our marriages stronger. All praise is due to Allah. So with that, before we go any further, we're going to bring on someone who is going to represent the founder of and the, uh, the mind behind the show, that great man, Southern Regional Minister Abdul-Karif Muhammad, a great, a great friend, for time. well, today we have his assistant, his great Southern Regional Assistant, Brother David Muhammad, representing him, and he will give us words from Minister Tariq. Brother David, over to you, sir.
4: All praise is due to Allah, God in the name of Allah came in the person of master father Muhammad to whom praise is due forever. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah and that the most honorable Elijah Muhammad is the exalted Christ and the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan is truly the anointed Messiah in our midst. I would like to greet all of our wonderful brothers and sisters who are tuned in to this male-female relationship series broadcast once again on this Saturday with the greeting words of peace. as alaikum which simply means peace be unto you. And it's truly our prayer that we say as Muslim followers of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad under the leadership of the honorable minister of Khan, that God bless each and every one of you with peace. And certainly we want that peace to start within ourselves as individuals but we want peace in our relationships, in our interaction with one another. We want peace to spread throughout our homes and peace to spread throughout our community and the world. And we thank Allah for the life-giving teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we thank Allah for Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad, the visionary for this broadcast. It was his vision to highlight, you know, the the aspects of the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad as taught and represented by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan that directly strengthen marriage in our relationships. And so this uh, broadcast presents a wonderful, wonderful format for us to learn. All of us need to learn and to grow in our marriages, in our fulfillment of our roles and in our duty and responsibilities to one one another, male to female, female to male, husband to wife, wife to husband, parents to children and vice versa. I would like to read um, from the latest edition of Rise Magazine, a beautiful, beautiful magazine um, that uh, Student Reasoner, Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad has put before us with a a hardworking team In an article titled, The Sanctity, Sacredness of Marriage, it reads, marriage is a contract with Allah God by vows to each other. The demands that our natures place on each other foster growth and development of the aforementioned attributes through trials. We all have to handle the trials that face us in life. And as we go through these trials, what better thing for us to do, to tune in to a wonderful broadcast that gives us valuable information to help us to navigate successfully through the trials that face us as individuals and face our marriage. So I would just like to thank each and every one of you for sacrificing your time once again, for tuning in to this wonderful broadcast, the vision of Student Regional Minister, Abdul Sharif Muhammad, as he works tirelessly to help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, not only in Atlanta, but in the Southern region of the Nation of Islam and beyond. Thank you once again, Assalamu alaikum. Turn it right over back again to our wonderful co-moderators, our youth co-moderators, Brother Hashim and Sister Anissa as Minister Shreve always puts the youth out front and to our wonderful guests. Thank you, Assalamu alaikum
2: salam. Salaam, so praise be to Allah for those wonderful words and now we would like our guests to introduce themselves. We have our very own student minister Zarifa Muhammad and her husband brother Hamza Muhammad and so now we would just like to just like say a few words about how long you have been married, um, what city you're in,
5: Yeah. You're so on mute. You're on mute. I'm glad I asked. Our praises be to Allah. Um, thank you so much, sister Anisa, brother Hashim. And we'd like to thank brother David, um, for being on the show today. We'd like to thank brother minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad for the opportunity, um, to be on the show. I am sister student minister, Zarifa Muhammad. And, um, my husband and i brother abdul hamza have been married now for 15 years we will be married 16 years next month um thank Allah for that uh we are in currently we are in athens helping the honorable minister louis farrakhan in athens and we still help brother minister sharif as well here in atlanta so we're all over the place but we're enjoying ourselves so thank you so much for having us today and i'm sure we'll get more into you know, what we do and who we are during the
6: show.
2: Right. Yes, ma'am.
6: Okay. Well, as my wife just stated, we are, we will, uh, in April, we been uh, married for 16 years. I'm brother Abdul Hamza Muhammad. Uh, I thank again, brother minister Sharif for having the vision of this wonderful platform and thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for the example of the man that I aspire to be and the husband I aspire to be. Praise be to Allah.
2: Short and sweet praise be to Allah. (laughs) (laughs) And now we'll go ahead and explain, you know, the question format for our audience. So we're streaming live on Facebook, we're streaming live on YouTube. And we also have Zoom, so you can send your questions in the Facebook chat, in the YouTube chat, or via Zoom. And now with that, we have a brief commercial, but we'll be right back for our question and answer segment with our wonderful guest today.
7: held us down, but now it looks like things are finally coming around, I know we've got a long, long way to go, and where we'll end up, I don't know, but we won't let nothing hold us back, we're putting our shirts together, we're polishing up our act and if you've ever been held down before, I know you'll refuse hell down.
8: today, though. I hope not. Thank you for standing by with that brief commercial that we just had.
3: Now, at this time, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to get into the heat of it. We're going to get into the meat of today's session by beginning the Q&A. And we're starting off hot, we got a pretty good question here. Mm-hmm. I like the question. I think you'll like the question. Let me go ahead and read it to you. The question is, the theme of today's show is God in the center makes our marriage stronger. Based off of this, can you tell us how not putting God in the center can weaken
5: your relationship?
1: Would you like to how
5: this? Is a okay. Our praises be to Allah. Well, we'll try to do that. Hopefully, um, we have not not had Allah in the center. So it will be difficult to explain that part of it. But I would like to say, you know, um that In the course of the 16, almost 16 years that we've been married now, you know, um, us moving to Athens and um, being in the ministry and working together has actually added a dynamic to our marriage that's made us stronger. I feel Um, I think that um, even when we were here in Atlanta working with Brother Sharif, you know, sometimes if you don't have the if you don't take the time to study, stay in prayer. Focus on a law first. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all things will be added unto you. So if we don't if we didn't first focus on a law and stay in prayer and study and we're doing even so much more of that, because Athens is like a little small study group. We call it a medium sized study group right now. And it helps us to all be very close and working very closely together. So we're constantly on self-improvement. And I think it's added a dynamic to our marriage to make us even stronger. Now,
6: the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and his divine servant, the Honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan teach us that if Allah or God is not at the center of anything that you embark upon, that it is bound to fail. So, uh, Allah has to be at the center of marriage because what you're what you're doing is you are representing God in the most in the second most divine relationship that a man and woman can have. So if you take God out of the uh, equation that allows ego, your personal ego to come in, and then that will eventually be the ruin of that which you embark upon. Okay. so
3: basically, what I'm seeing here is that we have two student ministers married to each other. Yes, pra-
5: <laughs> sir. Is-
3: <laughs> I know God is in y'all relationship. <laughs> I praise the Lord. With that, thank you for answering that question in the beautiful manner that you did. Uh, with that, we're going to turn it over to Sister Anissa. Any questions coming over to the other side?
2: Yes, sir. So bouncing right from that first answer, can a marriage survive? If your spouse doesn't believe in God. you
5: want that? <laughs> okay. Well, to be frank, you know, now my name, I mean, you know, student minister might be at the beginning of my title, but at the beginning of my name, but I'm not going to be a big talker, but I'm just going to, I'm real blunt. <laughs> so let's, <laughs> let's prepare people for that. I, to say the least, my husband says, but how can something that's supposed to be based on God, the marriage is supposed to be a journey. And the journey is supposed to be towards God, Allah, is what we call God, Allah. So I don't see how your marriage can survive if you don't have the spiritual component at the center. The center of the universe, the world, the the makeup of you and your spouse. If you don't have that in the center, I don't see how you can manage as a couple. What is your focus? You know, what, what, what is, what do you teach on? What do you believe? You don't believe in anything, you know? So I can't see that working in that manner because I believe in God and I believe there's no God, but Allah. I believe in the one God. We believe in the one God. And I have to say this. I don't know if I've ever told my husband this, but before we got married, I prayed for a man that, that loved God first the mission first, and then me second, and family, you know, because I want God to be the center. If God is not the center, you you waver, you know, you go off the road a little bit. So I I, I definitely don't think that that would be something to, to start out a marriage with, as someone who does not believe in God or has weak faith, even, you know, I, you, you want a person that has strong faith, a strong foundation in God, because when you run into obstacles, who do you call on? Where's your faith? Are you leaving because you have no faith? Are you running out on your family because you have no faith? Either one of you. So I I would not think so.
6: The old saying in physics says, two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. So if one is a believer and another is not a believer, then you don't have Allah at the center. One person might have Allah in the the, the center and uh, Allah you we have to make a lot personally sufficient but when you say marriage that denotes a journey of two people coming together as one with allah at the center so no uh you can have a marriage you can stay together you can live together but how productive will it be it's just like uh our people on the on the street or some of us before we came into the nation of islam we were physically alive but mentally and spiritually, we were dead. So you can stay with somebody, but it's a dead relationship.
2: Mm, yes, sir. Our praise is due to a lot for both of those answers. Like Brother Hashim said, we do have two student ministers in the house today. So Great. now we'll go ahead and go see what the brothers have to ask.
3: Praise be to Allah. Somebody get me a cup of ice water, cause it is getting hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> <be to> <laughs> but, okay, so I got this second question, and this is a I, I like it. It's, it's it's simple, and I think that it can be answered in a very uh in a very efficient way. And it says, what are some ways that you use, and or that can be used to ensure that God is always being kept at the center? And what do you do if you see that God is drifting out
5: of that center position? Well, you know, (laughs) Uh, in our study guide, 18, we're dealing with um, rising above emotions into the thinking of God right now. And, you know, the minister talks about how you can be, uh, you can have pain and deprivation to the point where. You, you don't you don't feel like praying or you feel that you don't have anybody around you. You know, so if you personally feel feel like that, start to feel like that or you feel your relationship is starting to drift like you all are having so much struggle and pain that you can't pray. You have to sit down and talk about that. You have to make yourself go to God because that's that's even a part when we do evolution, we, we we're getting in the mindset of prayer. So if you feel yourself in so much pain or deprivation to where you feel like you might not be able to pray and it's starting to strain your marriage, you have to stay in prayer. And that's that's one of the things that I love about Islam. You know, there's a practice of praying at least five times a day. Okay, so that means that if you're if you make it a habit, then even when you don't feel like praying or you feel a lot of pain and struggle. Then perfect practice made perfect application. So then it comes in at that point when you feel like, oh Allah, I you know that I mean when you got God in the center, even when you in struggle, who are you calling on? Mm-hmm. You know, you have to call on the God, you have to say, Oh Allah, I seek refuge from anxiety and grief. So you can move forward in that. And if your mate is the same. Way with Allah, God, and that same connection. Then there isn't a point where you can't pray to God. Mm-hmm. There isn't a point that comes in there where you're going to leave God out, because that is your center. You can't leave out your center. You don't have life without God. So we don't ever leave Him out. That's right. Yes, sir.
6: Well, the Holy Quran states that we are covering for one another. Uh, after mar- married, being married to Sister Zarifa. It's very difficult for you not to have God or invoke God every single day because the level mm-hmm. of our conversations every day—it doesn't matter. We could be watching something very uh, 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 trifle or a uh, trifle, and we, it's all—we all, we all it always comes back to the conversations about the teachings.
9: Mm-hmm.
6: Well, I mean, we could look, we could be looking and talking about the simplest of things and it always comes back to the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. So it's very difficult in this household not to have Allah at the center. And when we see the other individual, the other other spouse falling short, the influence of the other always brings the other one back to where they should be. That's true. it's, It's not that I don't get down or she doesn't get down. But the influence of the other always helps, so it always looks to, looks to look to your right or look to your left and see that your husband or your wife is uh, yoked in the same work that you're yoked in, and it inspires you to do better. Mm. Wow!
3: <laughs> All praise is due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. Wonderful. I'm feeling. It, I'm feeling it. So, uh, moving on, we have another question, and it's it's seg- it's still on the topic, but segueing a little bit. Personal question. Over the years of marriage, how has marriage changed you as a person? Preferably for the better. But how has marriage changed you? <laughs>
9: <laughs> okay. Over
3: the years. How has marriage helped you de- to develop as a person, a Muslim, and an individual?
5: Well, praises be to Allah. Um, okay. Well, for me, you know, before marriage. Um, it was i (laughs) me you know i i didn't if if i left something in my kitchen wherever i was or if i had something over here it was there when i got back you know it was just me i was focused on me um this this of course is um our second marriage so it's it's like um you know when you're going in what you don't really want to have to deal with anymore. You know what you're looking for now to gain peace in your life, um, to be able to. Uh, you 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 know that you're pretty good by yourself, but you want that person that makes you better when you're together. And I think that that has helped me. Um, my husband is strong, but he has a um, a childlike quality that I love. You know, it's it's an innocence that helped me when we got married and I, I've said that on everything we've been on, I believe. Okay. So <laughs> that helps me to, you know, kind of uh, calm down, you know, and take it easy as opposed to, you know, just wide open all the time, you know? So it, it, um, it has made me, I think, a stronger individual and the person that you marry is also supposed to be um, and I, I'm not sure whose camera that is. Who's not working? Uh, it, okay, can y'all hear us? Yes, can ma'am. Hear yes, oh, ma'am. we can okay. hear you. Well, we couldn't. I, nothing was moving over here. So, okay. So the person that marry that you marry is supposed to be the yin to your yang. And I think that we have that. I think that you know our personalities. We have enough that we are alike in 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 a lot of things or some things. And then we have enough where there's balance for the other person. So I believe that, um, I pray that that answers the question.
6: Well, I I believe it did. Uh, I believe, uh, I I truly believe that the strengths uh, that my wife has, it covers my weaknesses and and vice versa. We're equally yoked. And it, it, uh, when you marry an individual, you marry for the sake of making that individual, you have to look at it from an individual standpoint. What does this individual bring to me that makes me a better person? And if you can't see that, that might not be the one because you're in this for the long haul. The honorable minister Lewis Farquhar, and incidentally, the first tape, first video cassette tape, I'm telling my age. We don't, they didn't have CDs back then, <laughs> but the verse the first video cassette tape that I purchased before I wasn't even out of processing, I was in orientation, was the uh, women's only conference here in Atlanta. And I will call Minister Farrakhan saying, do you know what a husband is? A husband is that which takes care of what is not his. So I'm constantly in the mindset that she does not belong to me. I'm, she belongs to Allah. So how would you treat the property of Allah? And that always has to be on my mind uh, as I go about and strive to be the husband that I, that I hope to uh, one day be.
5: Praise be to Allah.
2: Mm, beautiful answer.
6: Beautiful
2: praise be to Allah. And so, sort of, you know, going back to pulling each other up and being each other's center as you're around God. The next question is, how can I help my spouse if I see that their faith is weakening?
5: Oh, that's that's a great question. Praises be to Allah. Well, as we stated earlier, it's about perfect practice, making perfect presentation or perfect perfect implementation. Mm -hmm. So um, if I see or I feel that my husband's uh, faith is weakening, we get on to we talk about the teachings. You know, it's been times where in our marriage over 16 years that my husband could be upset with me about something. The next morning we would get up for prayer and uh, and I'd ask him a question as though it belonged to another believer. And he would answer the question being in the ministry. He would answer the question from the ministry standpoint, which would resonate in his mind if it was just one day that he was upset with me. Because he used to stay upset with me at least 48 hours, not 40 to seven. But 48 total hours. So he would answer the question, and then the other 24 hours he would figure. You know, I guess it would rumble through his head. But since I've told so many times that he'd stay angry with me for 48 hours, he doesn't do that anymore. So we've grown in that aspect of it. You know. So I think that um, you know, talking about the teachings and talking about God on a consistent basis. You know, you have your Basic, you know, household things, you know, well, we have to take care of this. We have to do this. You know, our child is this way. We need to talk about that. Um, We're going this place here or are we going to do this today or are we going to do this next week or that kind of thing? The plans. But the center is always us going back to talking about a lot. So as my husband mentioned earlier, even when we're watching, if we're watching TV about something or we're watching a show, you know, we like old shows. If we're gonna watch TV, most of the time it's old shows. So if we're watching something, we always put the teachings in it. Man, you know, when I used to watch this, I didn't really notice <laughs> how they depicted black people, or I didn't really notice how they act like the man in in the in the relationship can never save his own woman. You know, you don't you don't think about those kinds of things when you're watching it way back. But now that we're the skim has been removed from our eyes, and we're in the nation of Islam. Everything that we see, we look at through, we looking at that through discerning eyes. We're looking through a different kind of glass. It's no more rose colored glasses or, you know, dark glasses where you can't see. Now you're looking at it and you find something to talk about and you find God in everything that you do. And we are grateful, truly grateful to Allah for every single thing that we have. We are striving to show appreciation. The minister mentioned one time that he said that, you know, if we understand really what Allah is doing for us on a daily basis, every millisecond of the day, you're able to breathe, walk, see, blink your eyes, move your head, move your fingers. You know, you have feeling in your hands and your eyes. You have taste buds. Some people don't have everything that you have. You have a smell, a sense of smell. Some people don't have that. You have to be thankful for everything that Allah has given you. And then when things come or disappointment come, you think so thankful for everything else that you've done. That disappointment doesn't phase you like that when you're truly grateful to the God for everything you've gotten. So I I would say that would be
6: my answer to that. Right. And Islam is very practical. It's very practical. The world or society has made it seem difficult because it's made wrong fair seeming, but Uh, I would say to answer that question, deliberative dialogue is always of the utmost importance. If you don't have communication among one another, then you see your spouse down. You have to ask yourself, now, if I were in that position, how would I want someone to approach me? So sometimes it's as simple as sitting down and just simply talking about the teachings to bring that individual back to the straight path. So the one of the worst things that we can do as men, or women, is to browbeat our spouse when we see them falling short. But it's always a level. and This is what I admire and love about this woman so much that when she sees me falling, it's always a lo- it's always a word of encouragement first. And then you know how we are as men, the ego takes over. Yeah, I I, I can do this. She's right. I can do that. I'm getting back. Th- I'm getting back on my dean. So that's what you look for in your spouse. Someone that is not a drill sergeant, but someone that can speak the right words at the right time and not browbeat, but give you that message out of love.
2: Mm, Praise be to Allah.
6: Oh,
3: praise be to Allah. That was wonderful. So you mentioned multiple times and it's funny that you mentioned it because this next question is actually in direct correlation with some of the things you just said. You mentioned uh, marrying for the right reason. Mm -hmm. So, this question, they ask, can you delve into how do you know if you are interested in a person for the right reasons, and what are the right reasons to be interested?
6: (laughs) That's an excellent question, but uh, as I stated before, uh, as my wife has stated before, you look for that individual, you look for the qualities of that individual that will make you a better man, a better woman. Remember now, you are a marriage means it means a union and you're growing together as one. But when uh, before you take that step, you have to look at that individual. What qualities does that individual have that will make me better? If you are weak in something and that individual is weak in, 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 in a mm-hmm. certain department, mm-hmm. then all that's going to do is pull you down. And you don't need that. Don't waste your time with that. However, if you see potential in that individual, then that's something that you're going to have to study a little bit more. Remember now, and sometimes it's a, uh, oftentimes it's very, it's forgotten in Islam, but there is what we call courtship. There are certain ground rules, personal ground rules that you have before you actually take the step into being married. So you you put that brother or that sister, you take them to court, you ask the questions and you have to be honest. You can't look at it with rose colored glasses. You have to be honest. Can I work with this? Can I not work with this? Now, remember we're individuals first. So whatever you, Brother Hashim, would put up with, I might not put up with, and vice versa. We're all individuals. So how do you know? Well, really, marriage also, marriage is a union, but it's also faith, too. Yeah. Allah has to be at the center of it, but as long as he is at the center of it, you will make the right choices. It's not to say that you will not uh, stumble. And because... The Holy Quran says that man and woman are not the same. He made them different. So marriage also denotes a struggle. So don't have rose colored glasses that everything is going to be perfect because it's already ordained that you would go through struggle. We have to we have to struggle individually and we have to struggle as a, a couple to become one with Allah. Praise be to Allah. Um, when
5: my husband and I were in courtship I just took out the courtship manual and asked every question that was on there and he was like where is she getting these questions from <laughs> especially when I got to the one that asked about is there any mental illness in your family <laughs> you know he's like where is she getting this from so I asked all the questions because I didn't want to be in a situation where it didn't work out um, so I also, we asked each other things and told each other things in courtship that we mentioned right now, 16 years later. Okay. You remember uh, when we were in courtship, we said that we didn't, if you didn't want to watch something on TV and I didn't want to watch it, we didn't have to watch the same TV. I mean, little things like that. It's like, yeah, okay. I remember that. We'll let that go. I remember that. So it's about um, knowing yourself. And if you don't know yourself, then you don't really know what you need to complete yourself. And sometimes when we're in courtship, as the Muslims believe in courtship, is that when you're in courtship, you do tell things that may not be the truth. And that is the worst thing you can do, because if you're not looking for the the person that you're giving a false answer to, then that could get you in trouble with yourself and your your mate. There are some deal breakers in everybody's, I guess. Um, lives, you know, well, I, if, if if this is it, then, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready for that. I'm not prepared for that. So I would rather not do that. So you have to know yourself, ask the questions to yourself. What do you need as an individual to make you a better person to, or help you to grow toward what you need to be to the God, to, a, to God or to get closer to God? Will this person be able to help you with that growth? Will you be able to help them with that growth? Will it be a team um, effort? Will you all work together? Do you think you can work together? Um, all of those things play a part in knowing, you know, who's the right person for you. Uh, I think that conversation, communication is important. You know, knowing how they were raised. You know, who's the who's the boss in your house? Is it your mom or your dad? <laughs> you know, I mean, real, really. So if it's your mom, then uh, okay, if that's a sister, Oh, well then she might want to be the boss. Well, I know this sister can't run me, you know. She she can be my help me, but she can't she can't be the boss in the house. You know, and a lot of people look at us, they think that Hamza is very quiet, um, and 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 he and, and mild mannered. He can be, but it's only so much, you know, of uh, that, you know, talking that he's gonna listen to. And they think that I'm gonna be just overbearing and pushing. And, and he may not even know when I'm upset, you know, because I'm not, it doesn't stop me from cooking. It does not stop me from bringing him his plate. It doesn't stop any of that. Not my duties as a wife that never stops. If he's upset, it does not stop me from getting a cup of coffee because that's, he brings me my coffee. He's at work early, early in the mornings. So I, you know, he'll bring, fix my coffee and stuff on the weekends And I have coffee before, you know, before he gets his cup, maybe sometimes. But he's up at two thirty every morning. You know, he's a really early, early bird. Okay, yes. okay. So. um, So, you know, it just depends on what you need as an individual to make you complete because you're only, you know, marriage is half your faith. One half. I mean, that's a lot. It's one half your faith because it's things hoped for. But evidence not yet seen—you right. haven't seen what's coming, but you hope for it. And I say all the time, you know, Allah had me around here another three, four hundred years, and when I look over at Him and see Him, I want us to be still on the same page. Say, so, thank you.
3: Wow, it, it just—it reminds me of that song by Whitney Houston when she's singing, "That How Will I Know?" I can't sing, but that oh. song—that's <laughs> <laughs> what, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> With
2: that, I'll turn over to Sister Nisa with the next question. I'm really enjoying it. Yes, praise be to Allah. So our next question, you know, of course, both of you have careers. Both of you are hardworking members of the nation. Sometimes the nation is your career. Um, Of course, you know, family. So how do you balance career, marriage, and family?
5: Wow. That's an excellent question. Um, now that can be very very difficult. Um, you have to prioritize, and I'm I'm not really the best uh, manager of time when it comes to my time. Um, you know, you, if you're a mother, a wife, your wife a mother, you're you know a student minister. You're in school. You you help with the male female relationship or produce the male female relationship show you you know you you help brother Sharif in other areas because in the nation you're always working to try to help our people have a clear understanding of um them themselves and ourselves and to grow a, have a love for one another so it gets to be very trying and um it can be very difficult but you just have to take time for family so you know even with things like um, date night or date days. You know, my husband and I, since he works all week and he um, is gone a lot during the week for work and stuff. And so when he comes in and on the weekends, we have our days and we take them very seriously. Now, to be honest with you, the pandemic has really helped, Mm. you know, because, you know, we're in a pandemic. There's no Going out, you know, just to be going out it's, it's about, you know, for necessities. So now on Saturdays and Sundays, we get to spend a lot of time together. Used to be we only got to really spend a lot of time together on Sunday. It was really, you know, I oh, ain't going to the mosque during the week. You know, you get that time. But it was it was very difficult because you didn't get to spend a lot of time together, which, you know, makes you treasure the time that you do get together. We took my he takes our Sundays. Very, very seriously. And I I remember mentioning that to a sister one time. I was like, Well, I can't do it on a Sunday. You know, that's my husband's day. And he takes that real seriously. You know, he has to he wants to spend time with me. And it something just really crushed my heart for her because she said, Well, that's really nice. He wants to spend time with you. Well, that was coming from a married sister. And it kind of crushed my heart for her. Because, of course, he wants to spend time with me. Who else does he got to spend time with? I'd be jumping up and down if he didn't want to spend some time with me. So, but, you know, so you have to make time for your spouse. So when I see him, uh, when he comes home, you know, after work and stuff, I try to make some time because he's very tired. He's at work at 4 a.m. in the morning. So he's really tired. I'm a night person. I, and, and, you know, the longer I live, the less night person I become. But I am a night person. He's an early a.m. person. So you have to make your time work for you. And I I think that we do a pretty good job of it. It, We've gotten a lot better at it, you know, with making time for one another, with all the things that are going on, because if I'm not, you know, doing a class work or something like that in school or um, making sure that something is going. We're having a study class or a laborers meeting or something is going on all the time. And I was telling the sister today, I was like, you know, it's 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 the later in the week. So from Tuesday through Sunday, I'm busy. Monday is my day that I, I don't, you know, that I can take a couple of minutes off. But, you know, when you go to school, you can't get that time off either. But that would be the day that I don't have three or four, or five, six meetings and I'm not working. And, you know, through, through that day, um, I, I run um, my own business and, you know, my husband works outside the home. So it keeps us pretty busy. But we have to find. We make time for each other,
6: right? And just as you said, it's it's quality over quantity because we don't get the we don't get the time that we desire together. So we make every moment count. What we started doing is uh, and it's really one of the reasons why I take Sundays uh uh, so seriously Mm -hmm. with my wife. What we started to do is to get up. during the time that uh, minister Ishmael after minister Ishmael gets through teaching and going into the kitchen and helping, and I, I help her prepare the Sunday meal and we play music and we talk, we play the minister and it really means a lot to me. And, uh, uh other, other than that, we do spend time together. We are both avid movie watchers. So we don't go out while well, we don't go out to the theater. She's, taught me ways on the TV that we can see that we can see movies, you know, but she knows about how she knows what all the good movies are and everything. Uh, but other than that, we have to understand that as believers brothers and sisters, uh, even if you don't get enough time, the quality of time is so, so vitally important. And as a, and if you, you love your wife, you love your husband, you'll make sure that the time you spend is special to where you waiting for that very next Saturday or Sunday or whatever day that is yeah. to get back with you. Absolutely.
2: Mm, praise be to Allah. And now brother Hashim with the next question.
6: Oh,
3: praise. I, I think I just, I think I might've sweated a little bit from my eyeballs with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that, but no, really that was a very beautiful answer from both, um, from both couples and I pray that the audience is taking note of everything that they're saying because it is good. All praise to Allah. So I have another question about family coming in and they say, what strategies or what can you do to uh, ensure that your children keep God in the center of their lives as they mature in this
5: wicked, wicked world? Wow, now that's an excellent Mm. question. I'm gonna tell you because Today's youth are off the chain. Now, see, <laughs> you know, now y'all are a part of that, and, and it's fantastic to see you working in the teachings of the most, you know, in the nation, uh, under the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, as taught by the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's beautiful to see our youth in the nation working. But what do we do? Pray. I mean, you know, I can be more blunt about that. Prayer. You know, at one point, you know, in my son's life, our son's life, we we have a blended family. We have two sons, one from each marriage, um, one from my previous marriage and one from my husband's previous marriage. Um, And the son that stays with us here, um, he at one point, I thought that he was just totally opposite of me. He was just gone the other way. And that's from even with him going to Muslim school when he was younger. You know, he could say the prayer in Arabic. He could tell you, he could recite English lesson C1. I mean, you know, he went to the school, he got all of the information. So his foundation was there, you know, but he had a lot of um, um, anger or something built up inside. So I was constantly worried about it. And the first ramadan that it rained every day but one which i think was a few years ago you know about 3 years ago it rained every day but one it was like a beautiful ramadan because it was in the like july or something like that and so it was so hot but allah blessed us with so much rain until you didn't it didn't feel you didn't feel bad you know you didn't suffer through the 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 hotness you know not drinking or eating anything during that year and we my family prayed every day our children in our family you know it was like you know bring them closer to God you know and at the last day of that Ramadan I should never forget it my son was getting in the car and I was about to drop him off somewhere and he said you know I'm gonna do so and so and so and so today inshallah I didn't say a word but I jumped up and kicked my heels in my mind I was so happy and excited that that came out because it was like it was just gone from him, you know, like Allah wasn't still in his mind. But then when he said that, I was like, Oh, praise is due to the God. And ever since then it's just been better and better and better. So it's prayer. You pray for your children. You you make sure that they can cause sometimes parents can be kind of private and it's like, you know, you don't your children don't see you interact, or cause it's so much thing so many things that are going on in your life, and they don't get to see you interact or constantly talking about God when you are talking you up at early in the morning or it's late there you know they're in the room doing something else so you have to involve them so my son told me uh, yesterday he said you know I listen to you when you talking or in you know about God and stuff so he I heard him I had been listening to him first he didn't know he'd be talking he'd be teaching so hard on the honorable Elijah Muhammad master Far Muhammad and the minister so much until I was like, oh, he listens, he paying attention, you know? So it is, it's a wonderful thing, but they do sometimes, you know, get they, they have their moments, but you have to stay in prayer and never give up on your children. Yeah, that's one, you can never give up on your children. You have to, God never gives up on us. He, ne- he never gives up on us. God will never walk away from us. So why should we ever walk away from our children? So we constantly stay in prayer and constantly try to work with our children where they are because they're in a different world it's different dynamics to the world in in their age group now so that's that's what i would say i'm
6: sorry if it took me too long to answer that uh and, and in youth just as anybody else learn more by what they see not but what they hear so we can profess uh a righteous lifestyle we can profess to be muslims and followers of the. Uh, Honorable Minister Lewis Farcom, but that child, uh, the youth, they're going to look to see your actions first. One thing that I'm proud to say with my wife and I, that we do our best, uh, we do our best to, uh, to to follow the teachings and I, I, we know that our son sees that. Remember the Quran says, Allah knows best where to place his message. We have a duty and responsibility to be the examples of our children, but at the same time, Allah Just like uh, uh, this woman does not belong to me, she belongs to Allah. Our children, even though we might have given birth and they came from our loins, they they do not belong to us, they belong to Allah. So just as my wife said, Allah is at the center of everything. And if the teachings are rubbing off on our children, who's to say this is a different generation Who's to say that the teachings have not made an impact in his life? And who's to say that a year down the road, two years down the road, five years down the road, we might see a total different individual than what we think or our perception of what that individual might be in our eyes today.
5: And if I may, you know, a saying in our family is one that's in the nation, but we, you know, I'm constantly telling my niece and, and our son, you know, our niece and, and my son that, you know, The bottom line is every tub must sit on his own bottom. Now, you know, you know, right from wrong. So you have to um, hold on to what your foundation is. You can't just run out there and do, my son says he wants to be a God. Okay, well, that's the right words. You know, you want to be a God? Okay, great. But there are things that comes with you being a God to get you to that point. You know, it's not what's out there. And I heard him tell somebody the other night on the phone, that, you know, because he's talking, walking around, just talking and on the phone. And he says, you know, I don't go anywhere. You know, I'm, I'm really at home most of the time. 99% of the time I don't go. I don't leave home. And that's true. But that one that that one percent that you leave, where do you go? Right. You know, it, uh, you know, w- w- what we like and I what we'd like to do to get some of the things we like to do together and all three of us before the pandemic we would do is work out. We go to the gym together. We enjoy working out. We enjoy getting in the gym and doing whatever. So, you know, that, that's a part of it. Now, so if, if that's the only thing that you're doing now, you know, going to the gym, then that's great. But you have to study to become a God. You know, God didn't just become God. You have to study to become a God. If you want to be a scientist, you got to study to be that. So we are constantly teaching on the teachings and we use opportunity See, because young people don't always listen in the beginning, you know, but God has a way of making that manifest. So then, all you have to do is put it there, and Allah will do the rest. Right. Don't, right. Don't browbeat. My husband's saying
3: all <laughs> phrases <laughs> due to our wonderful answer. Chris, can,
2: yeah.
3: Right back over to you. I see you.
2: Yes, sir. So we have about nine minutes before our commercial break. But before that, we still have, you know, <laughs> questions from our audience. So the next question is Is it true? That not spending enough quality time with your spouse will often lead to divorce.
6: Of course, <laughs> it can be potentially, and if you're not divorced and you don't spend time with your spouse, with your spouse, then uh, what did you get married for? As the old, uh, as the old Tyler Perry movie, "Why Did I Get Married?" Mm-hmm. You know, you have to ask yourself that. I mean, remember, marriage is a union. You're not an individual anymore. You can't think like a bachelor or a bachelorette when you get married. This sister right here, this beautiful sister right here is me. We are one. So why would I wanna spend the majority of my time now if circumstances cause me to spend time away from her at the same time, at the very least, Mentally and spiritually, I am with this because what I do out there in the world is for my family. So why in the world would you marry somebody just to be with them, to not spend time with them when you have the opportunity to do so? That's asinine.
5: Mm, praise to be too a lot. Um, I, I have to concur. You know, um, you know, you marry someone that that should be the person that you want to spend time with. You know, you should want to spend time with your spouse and enjoy them. You should want to share what's happened during your day with them. You should want to share, you know, the times that um, that you may have been down or something happened at work or whatever. You should want to share the aspects of your life with your spouse. Um, You know, I don't I don't know how you can stay married and not want to spend time with someone. But we do. You know, we have seen that in couples where, you know, you just going through the motions, you don't get a divorce because it's comfortable, but you don't really like each other anymore. I pray to a lot that we don't get like that. Um, But, you know, but it's important for you to like as well as love your spouse, you know, like the individual, you know, a chuckle that comes out might be, you know, something that really makes your heart feel warm inside, you know, so you want to spend time with them, you want to see what's going on with them, what's in their, you know, what's in their mind at this moment. You know, or I need to tell you so and so and so and so, you know, about this that happened. I gotta tell you about this. Or, you know, from a sister standpoint, you know, I've come and told on people <laughs> to my husband for him to fix it. And I mean fix it, you know, because they bothering me. They're doing something to me that's that's that hurt me or that 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 they're trying to be intimidating or what and I'll tell it, you know, but people don't see me like that, you know. But you know, I will tell. And he'll tell it. You know, so you have to really rely on each other. You know, to um, to actually work through those times. So I think it's very important to spend time together. And if you don't know what to do, start making up things. You know, send give your husband some notes in his pocket so he can go to work, and he reaches in his pocket and he finds a note from you that says "I love you," or you know, "See you at dinner tonight." And he gets home and you got a special dinner made, or you know, whatever it is, or movie night. Wednesday night, even though you're both dead tired and you got to go to work Thursday, but you make time to try to watch a movie that you both sleep through the, at least half of it. it. It's time spent together. So you have to make things work for you. You don't let those obstacles be an impediment in your marriage. You overcome all impediments and obstacles.
2: Yes, ma'am. praise be to Allah. We have five minutes before our commercial. So, you know, squeeze one more in with Brother Hashim. Okay.
3: All praise to Allah. And This question just came in just as you said that. So what is your favorite quote, or we could say words? What are your favorite words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar and the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad that deals with God and marriage? And how do you apply them? If, and if you can't answer the whole in the five minutes, then we'll just take the break and come back.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah. I believe I've uh, I I answered of uh, 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 that question uh, when I heard the minister Fa- when I heard Minister Farcon say that a husband mm. is a, is one who does who takes care of what does not belong to him. That really resonated in me mm. because. Uh, You know, too often in this world, in this misogynistic world, in this male centered world, egotistical world, we look at our women as playthings or something that we own or our property. Well, when the minister said that, it gives the whole uh, meaning of marriage a whole nother dynamic, because now you have to deliver the goods to be the responsible one and live up to what your expectations as a man and as a guy. Mm. praise be to Allah
5: and um I was sitting here thinking about you know when the minister said that you cannot protect what you can't control see Mm -hmm. now that and the reason I say that is because he said also said that that's the part where women don't really like to hear that it's something gets in your chest when you say control but if you can't control your, your wife, and, 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 and I'm not talking about in every aspect of, you know, what she wearing today. And I'm not talking about no crazy stuff. You know, no, I'm talking about, you know, I, you know, honey, where are you at right now? Or, or are you headed out where you where where are you headed? You know, if you can't control that, then how do you protect her? So I, it, let me know, you know, the man is the protector and the maintainer of women. And I like being a woman, you know, I like being a girl. I like that, I, you know, and <laughs> okay. See, he whispering back here, but <laughs> okay. But I, I enjoy that. I enjoy being an MGT. And I say sometimes, you know, I'm not the dainty type of MGT. And my husband told me, yes, you know, you totally dainty. Well, see, I didn't know that I, you know, I've always been an athlete playing sports and, you know, all kinds of things, but, I'm realizing um, that I enjoy doing things for my family, for my husband. I enjoy fixing his food and making sure that he's comfortable and making things look cute so he likes certain things in our home and things like that. So I enjoy that. What was that question? Oh, the quote. Yeah, the favorite quote. So I think I did answer that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, praise
3: to Allah. Both of you answered that beautifully. Both you <laughs> and Brother Hamza answered that very beautifully. So with that, I believe we can go ahead at this time and go into our uh, our commercial break. So if the tech team can bring on the commercial,
7: There's been so many things that held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up, I don't know But we won't let nothing hold us back We're putting our show together We're polishing up our act now. And if you've ever been held down before I know you refuse to be held down anymore yeah.
9: don't you let now me...
1: All oh, praises due to
3: Allah. We're back. I know, I know, you're missing us, but that wasn't too long, right? So, with that, if you are enjoying this show, we ask that you show some support. Please show some love and donate to us. So, if the tech team can put our donation information, I like that donation information. If the tech team can put our donation information banner across the screen, so you can see the cash up there at dollar sign for male, female series. Again, dollar sign for male, number four, male, female series. And we ask this because it takes money to do everything. (laughs) <laughs> you ever seen that song by Wu Tang Tang? Clean? Uh, cream, cream. Cash rules everything around me. Cream got the money. Dollar, dollar. But you know what we're talking about. So if you are enjoying this show, then please donate to us $1, $2, $3, $4, $5. You, shoot, you got $1,000? Go ahead shoot that in there. All praise to Allah. So with that being said, I'm going to turn over to you, Sister Nisa. Yes.
2: Yeah, so with that, we now like to bring up Sister Andrea, Andrea 2X. Who will be giving us a quote from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan regarding, you know, the topic at hand, male-female relationships, marriages, and so, Sister Andrea?
8: Thank you, Sister Anissa. From the marriage and section of the national agenda, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan states, "We cannot write on the divine institution of marriage." Until and unless we write up the nature of male and female, and how these natures are made to complement each other. It is written in the scriptures of the Holy Quran that Allah God created the male from a single essence and is made of the same essence. And from these two, he spread many men and women. What is the essence, out of, which essence of the nature of Allah God himself? Each creature is created by by the greater specific purpose. Until and unless we understand the purpose for the creation of male and female, we will never understand the divine purpose for the institution of marriage. Thank you, Sister Nisa.
2: Yes, ma'am. Praise be to Allah. So I think we all got the essence of You know, the quote, of you know, um, as the Holy Quran says, male and female were created in the same essence. And so, you know, that essence forms the basis of our marriage was the gist of the quote that she just shared from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And now we would like to go ahead and resume our Q&A portion. I believe it was the sister's turn. And so um, (laughs) I'm... Our next question from the sisters, we have some courtship questions coming in. So when should I meet my courtship mates family?
5: Wow, that's an excellent (laughs) question. When, um, well, I I, I guess that's a personal um, decision but I think it would be when you actually feel like this might be the one, you know, I don't think that um, it would be early on because you're just trying to get to know if this person has the qualities that you're looking for in a mate, um, and if you think that they do, and you all are moving a little bit closer um, to possibly making it an engagement, then I would think that that would be a time. That's that's kind of what we did. You know, yeah. um, we actually waited until we were, you know, pretty sure that we might be wanting to be engaged and move forward. And then we try to meet the family. And to be, you know, totally honest about that, transparent is that my husband didn't just meet my mom and dad and sister and brother. I, you know, he met a whole lot of people, (laughs) you know, so that he could get um, an idea of what my family was like, especially on my father's side, because that's the, side that does all the joking around and the jovial type of behavior and you know um that that side of the family so he met them a couple of uncles told him he was too quiet for for, <laughs> <laughs> for to to be to be with me and our family because all they've seen me is from the side of being joking around and you know uh at family reunions or whatever and you know of course watching me grow up but they thought that, you know, that he would be too quiet in that, but he's not, he, he can fit in with the best
6: of us. So that's, that's what it was for me. Right. Uh, I believe it depends on how serious the relationship is and how serious it is getting, you know, the, the uh, really at that point, you're taking it to another level when you bring the family, when you bring a family in uh, outside, outside of the one that you're actually courting at that time. Uh, because really you're saying that's saying something that's uh uh that's something very important to meet the meet the family uh you know we might be a generation removed from this but uh we remember our grandparents years ago i know remember my grandparents talking about this that they actually courted our grandparents actually courted so when my grandfather went to go meet my grandmother's mother about my grandmother's family, they sat on the porch. You know, uh, they sat on the porch when they went on walks. I remember uh, the movie The Godfather, when uh, Godfather Two, when Michael Colyone was getting ready to marry that the young the young girl, the women of the village followed them around. So it's different when you are actually getting ready to bring the family in. Then that means you're getting you're getting very serious. So right off the bat, you might want to go ahead and pump your brakes a little bit to see if that's the one you actually want to be with or spend spend your your life with. My opinion. <laughs> praise, be to Allah. praise be to
9: Allah.
2: Now we'll go right over to Brother Hashim with the next question.
3: I'll praise do to Allah. I'll praise do to Allah. This next question coming from the brothers is interesting. I think it's a necessary. Question to be asked because we all know we all have that one friend who's a little too much in your relationship, right? (laughs) Well, now, well, but but to the question: the question is, when dealing with issues in your relationship, how important is it to be able to discern from good and bad advice coming from outside of your relationship?
5: Well, personally. You know, um, if I would answer, you know, in the aspect of the nation, I would say seek refuge in Allah. Boom. That'd be it. Um, But we do have a tendency to talk to others. So you have to first of all, when you're dealing with marriage, you have to be very careful uh, about letting others in your marriage. First Mm -hmm. of all, Um, I'm a very close knit type of individual, you know, um, for the most part. Uh, I rarely talk about my marriage to people. Um, But if I have um, a friend or someone, then that friend, I I would know that they have my best interest at heart as far as my marriage is concerned. You can't talk to people who have your best interest at heart. It's got to be they have the marriage's best interest at heart. Um, They have to be uh, someone who is... um, Concerned about you all together, because even if it's a family member, you know, my sister and I are very, very, very close. Um, my, my family is close like that. Um, my mom, all of us, we talk daily. Sometimes it's, we're all on the phone at the same time, my brother included, you know. But when it comes to if I'm upset with my husband about something, you know, you you can't even you have to be careful about even what you say to your family members. Because you done got over that in a few minutes. Well, they still may because you didn't tell them about the good part. Guys. You only told them about the bad part. So if you only tell them about the bad part, then how are they going to fall in love with your mate as well if this is family? you know. So you have to be very discerning when it comes to sharing your downsides of your marriage. So now if you have someone that you can confide in, if it's a really big problem, I would say that you know you can talk to your ministers, you know, your pastor, someone that you know is keeping confident, somebody that would have your marriage at, um, at marriage's best interest at heart. That's important. You know, um, you know, I, my, my minister, brother, Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad, who's the southern regional representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, has always been for marriage. And I've never seen him do anything or say anything that was not pro your marriage. Mm. You know, so if I went if I went to him and say, you know, um, oh, I'm upset with my husband today. I might change the locks. Well, first of all, that would be a mistake. <laughs> mm. But, you know, he would uh, he would honestly tell me, you know, uh, no, sister, you need to give brother a chance. You know, you have to look at something from both sides. You can't just say what sister Zarifa's side is. You have to see what the other side is. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. And that is the hardest thing it is to do. You know, but we're also studying that in study guide 18 right now. Putting yourself in someone else's shoes to see how they may feel about a situation. When you do that, you have more compassion in your heart to be more forgiving. It's not about just you as an individual. It's about you as a couple. And I think that with that, you're keeping a lot in the center and i think that we do
6: pretty good at that i think we do doggone good uh, <laughs> uh, in fact uh this is a solid wall right here and there's no air between uh this uh, beautiful uh, woman and myself so when it comes to issues that we might have particularly if they're sensitive if, if, they're, if, they're, if they're very sensitive we're very careful about whom we let in our circle when it comes to our marriage because uh, uh if Allah is at the center, we will find, we will seek and find the solution to whatever uh, trial or uh, uh, problems that we might be going through. Then again, of course, also, too, if it's something that she and I can't handle together and we want to bring somebody else into it, then, of course, as she said, uh, uh, we, 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 we would seek counsel. And, of course, uh, Minister Sharif has uh, been counseling in marriage for a, quite some time, so he is more than qualified to help yes the questions sometimes uh he has actually counseled me in marriage before but it wasn't a direct question just being around him talking about that actually helps to counsel me uh in my day-to-day activities with my wife mm, praise me to Allah praise <laughs> me to Allah
5: we may be answering questions a little quick for you all tonight because we're getting through a well, lot of questions, phrases, we to a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, we
2: actually, yes, we're going like, because we actually have more courtship questions now. So, and I don't, you know, personally, I'm, I have a vested interest because, of course, I'm not married or in courtship. So the mm-hmm. <laughs> question is, what are some of the do's and don'ts in courtship?
6: Well, we have to understand that courtship is not, it's a hope, it's not a promise. This is not your girlfriend and it's not your boyfriend. You have to be, number one, as my wife uh, has stated, you have to be totally honest with one another. It doesn't work if you're not honest with one another. You're fooling the individual, but more importantly, you're fooling yourself. So there is a courtship manual that we have access to for the brothers and sisters, I believe. Mm And uh, it should be followed to a T. Uh, my wife got the courtship manual, had the courtship manual immediately. And she was asking questions. Brothers and sisters, she was talking to my mother because it asked you to talk to the talk to the mother and talk to my ex-wife while we were in courtship. And she had told me that she had done so. And she had every right in the world to do so. So, you know, again, Minister Farrakhan has stated, and brother uh, brother Minister Sharif says time and time again, when you are in courtship, you take the individual to court. Now remember, that's not your boyfriend, that's not your girlfriend. So there is uh, there are guidelines, and you you follow the guidelines of Islam in courtship. So that that's as simple as I can actually put it. Praises be
5: to Allah, and you know um, sisters, this is, and it could be for both when you are trying to live a righteous life, you know, um, the, the nature of the man and woman takes over, you know, when you in courtship and you, 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 when you're in courtship, you want to, it don't take over, but you want to allow that to come out. Don't, you know, and since if you, you had, this is your first court made or your second court made or whatever it is. You make sure that when you're taking a person to court, it's best to go ahead and do it in the beginning. Find out all that you can because a person that you're talking to and they're in courtship, if they're being truthful with you, which, you know, was the case. If they're being truthful, then you're OK. But if for some reason they're trying to hide something like, you know, they're abusive or, you know, she hates you cooking and she hates cleaning and she doesn't want to do this or she doesn't want to do that or he doesn't want to keep a job or he doesn't want to support his family everybody can look good in 15 minutes for 15 minutes everybody sometimes can look good for an hour so you get all of that out in the very beginning because the more you talk since you're both in the nation of islam or both in the church or wherever you are the more you talk and you see the 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 similarities then you might fall in love with the similarities but you're only getting the 20% if we're dealing with the 80-20 rule 80 to 80% of the time you get what you need in a marriage but you're missing 20% so you might leave 20% I mean 80% thinking that you're getting more but you're only getting 20% everybody saw that my husband just mentioned that a few minutes ago on how to why did I get married movie well, that that's you know that could be a reality. I know it came from Reverend T.D. Jakes, but you know that 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 makes a lot of sense. So if you're getting that, and and you you hadn't been getting anything because you are in courtship now, so you get 20 percent and you think that you got 100 percent because you see 20 percent of something. Well, you need to re, you need to really delve into that to see what brother or sister is made of. You know, if they've been married before, you should ask. Their former mates, you know, what, what kind of person is he? or what kind of person is she? Now, the first time you ask, I'm just going to be honest because you said do's and don'ts. The first time you ask, you may get the truth. Of what it is, because that's just going to come out. Then they're going to start thinking, <laughs> you know, OK, and if they got any bitterness in them, they're going to start thinking, I, I, I you know, I, that fella finna get happy you know, or that's just the finna get happy. No, that ain't finna happen. So the next time you talk to him, if you talk to him again, you might hear some other stuff. You have to listen with an ear of discernment because remember this is the ex, whatever, if you're in that situation. Um, so you should follow the courtship manual to the letter as my husband mentioned. And we have a sister, uh, sister AT who promotes, um, courtship and, um, uh, she does. She has a website and everything. Um, so you could ask, you know, write in and send your information in to Facebook or whatever your apparatus you're watching us on, a format you're watching us on. And we'll try to get back. I'm sure that someone from the staff will try to get back with you with the information about the websites. We have a sister named Sister Rosalind. She she also sends out the courtship manuals for free. So it's, it's very easy to get the information, but we should be very, very careful because. One of the things that we were never taught was the art of mating. Mm -hmm. That is very important when you're dealing with courtship. It it consists of the art of mating. Are you trying to make a God? Are you trying to make a little devil? You know, is this person a go getter like you, you know, does this person want to work for the slave master for the rest of his life? Or does she want to work for the, is she content living in a trailer on on rented land you know and you come from a house on bought land. so you know i mean or is it vice versa does she want to drive a used car all of her life or does she want a new car every now and then you know is she all about looks and she gonna spend a thousand dollars a month going to the nail and beauty salon you know or is she about the work you know Eating right, eating properly, and looking beautiful naturally, or does she have to do? Does she have to spend all of the little money I bring in on just shoes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, what is it? So, you know, are you all able to work together? So, those are all of the do's I think you know and don'ts, in some
6: of them anyway, in courtship that you should be looking for. The enemy spends a lot of time uh, weaponizing the relationship between the black man and black woman. So uh, I urge everyone to not uh, be complicit, unwittingly, with our open enemy, with the destruction of our marriage by going through the courtship uh, process and going through it. Uh, be be patient and going through it uh, and going through it properly. And one more thing, if I may, you know, the minister
5: mentioned one time about you know how we choose a mate. You see the big, strong, strapping, good-looking man and beautiful woman you know, but the the world is full of people that we would say, quote, unquote, are beautiful or, quote, unquote, fine, quote, unquote, oh, he is just an Adonis, you know, whatever. But, you know, the question is, why are they not still married? Hmm. He actually mentioned a couple of celebrities that I won't recall their names because, you know, uh, but why are they not still married? If you see them on the big screen, they some of the be- most beautiful people you've ever seen in your life. But they have problems being married. So what are they looking for? So when you're looking for a mate, you're looking for someone that's equally yoked with you. That can help you to move forward towards God and his creation of what he has for us as an as a couple and as an individual. What God wants for you. It's not about, you know, you. Um, Uh, are they the most handsome person on the planet to everybody else? Are they the most handsome person to you? Are they the most beautiful person to you? That's what's important. Not about, you know, your wife got to show everything she got when she walked out so everybody can be envious of what you got in your house. That's not what it's about. It's about what's important for you all to connect with, how you all connect and work together in your home. and and your lives together. Thank you.
2: Yes, ma'am, praise be to Allah. And now we'll go with Brother Hashim with the next question from the brothers.
3: Oh, praise be to Allah. To stay on the topic of uh, courtship, for our listening audience who may not know exactly what it is, can you clarify, what are the key differences? between courtship and dating? And why is courtship better?
5: Well, uh, okay. I, I, I'm going to say one of the main things, it depends on, well, first of all, it depends on what you believe in as to whether there are a bunch of differences. Um, if you don't believe in premarital uh, intimacy, then that, that then, you know, it may not be much difference. But one of the things is when we're dating, you know, we have a tendency to want to, um, you know, test the milk of the cow, so to speak. You know, you want to see, you know, we have young people and, and people older that say, you know, you don't buy a pair of shoes unless you try them on. Well, then the other person would say, you don't buy you shoes either. You know, so it it just, it's it's sort of like that. Well, dating, we, we go out by ourselves. We go do whatever we want to do. It's just the two of us. We out dating, you know, and the relationship progresses to, where you know we may move in together or whatever, but we're still dating. Courtship you have a, a person or two people, another couple that goes out with you, and it protects your relationship uh, as an individual and your relationship as being together. So, you it's called a chaperone. But it's usually a couple. So it doesn't look like somebody just lording over you because, you know, you're, of course, adults. So you try to ask other you ask other married couples if they would, you know, um, chaperone you all when you go out. So you're actually able to sit down at dinner and talk to one another and and uh, get to know the individual. You know, they may they'll sit at another table. You're still able to get to know each other. Um, dating, you do more touching and feeling and, you know, and got your hands all over brother or got your hands on sisters In courting. We're not (laughs) touching. you know, you're waiting to get, because everything that you do brings about an emotional reaction. So until you find out that this is the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, you need a clear head. And in dating, sometimes you're not allowed to have a clear head. In courting, you should be able to have more of a clear head if you're following those guidelines to the teeth um, and making sure that you keep your distance and we're respecting one another. And then when you get married, you don't get things thrown back up in your face because you've done wrong. And that's whether you're dating. That I means that's whether you're in a courtship with um, uh, someone that you're equally yoked with, which is what I suggest. You know, if you're Muslim, you need to go in courtship with a Muslim uh, because you have too many differences in in, in some aspects otherwise. But so I I would say that that's what it is to me
6: in a nutshell. And and that's what, and that's, that's uh, indeed what it is. Uh, I would say, I would say like this, it's more of a controlled business like atmosphere when you're in courtship. It is personal, but it's more about business. You don't allow your emotions to cloud your vision of what you're looking for during the time of courtship for you as a sister or brother it is a time for you to look at that individual. But you're also focusing on yourself, too. So you might look at that sister and look at her and see how attractive she is. But you have to put the blindness on and see what that individual has to offer to you to bring to the table that you might be more successful and how can you make her more success, uh, successful? Um, so it's, it's really more of a, more of a business control like atmosphere doing courtship. Uh, and of course, my wife stated that, you know, there's no touching because touching can lead to something else. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the woman is naturally attracted to the man and the man is naturally attracted to the woman. And it is not that you're not to be trusted, is that we don't trust nature. And my husband said that, you know, when he
5: first saw me, he said that he thought that I was such a nice person that if the courtship didn't work out, we could actually just be, you know, he, he could actually get along with me as a friend if we were mm-hmm. outside of the nation. So to me translated, that means, you know, he could see me as, you know, his sister, she's a cool sister. So that was one of the things. You know, so and, and that's the way I felt, you know, could you actually, um you know, could you see yourself just this brother is just a good brother, regardless to whether he's the best brother for you or not, or best sister for you or not? Is that a, you know, a, a good sister or a good brother? Right. Right.
2: Yes, ma'am. I'm afraid it's due to a lot. And I love, um, I feel like we say this every show, but I love, you know, the interaction between y'all and like, I mean, you can really tell in the way that, you know, y'all look at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Our next question from the sisters is actually on blended families. So how do you establish a good relationship among the children and the new parents in a blended family when raising small children wow
6: you know that's uh that's 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 a very good question and and, uh it it can it can be very difficult you know uh we uh of course being on being in study guide 18 rising above emotion into the thinking of god and you know we're told to put on the uh the, the, the shoes or the moccasins of the other individual so really again uh, you have to take ego out of it, and you have to understand that when uh, we, are, uh, we, we we had we had to come to the conclusion that uh, when I married Sister Zarifa, I also took on a son, and when she married Brother Hamza, she took on a son. Uh, so one of the one of the uh, worst things, one of the most ugly things that things that you can do is coming to a marriage. As a blended family and say that your biological uh, daughter or son, that you will deal with everything that uh, they go through and not actually because really, really what you're doing is setting up a barrier. And then you come, you run to issues of love, trust and respect Mm. because children, uh, even small children, they see and you think they don't see, but they see much more than uh, uh, we give them credit for. And they can see tension. Mm-hmm. So the mother and the father, the parents have to set the precedence and they have to lay the foundation. Listen, you know, this woman is whom I married and now she is gonna love and care for you. You have mommy, but she is also, she also loves you as well. That has to be established from the forefront or else you're gonna run into problems.
5: I agree with that. Um, you know, when you're dealing with blended families, you know, you have to be mature. Mm-hmm. Be you, you, The parents must be at a mature level to handle um, blended families. You know, it's important that if you love your spouse, you, I mean, how can you not love what came from them? Right. You know, if you love the individual that you're married to or that you're marrying, how can you not love the, the children that they produced? And, and, and there may be some difficulty with those children because another half of them biologically did may not have come from you. So some of the, the traits that they have may have come from another person or came from another person. And you didn't really marry those traits. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Wow, I was not expecting to see that. Well, that's the other half, you know, but you have to set guidelines, as my husband said, in the marriage. And you have to have um, uh, a a guidelines on what will be tolerated and what won't. And then you have to work through them, the, the mistakes or the things that are done that you don't really approve of. You have to work through that. But the children are going through a trial as well, because now they have a a new father or, well, uh, an additional father or an additional mother Mm -hmm. or what, you know, uh, somebody else that's going to be in their life. And that's going to be there on a consistent basis. So now they're struggling, especially if the father or the mother that you were married to are still in their lives. Right. You know, if they're not, that's another dynamic. But if they're still in the child's life and they're still uh, prominent in the child's life, they're taking an active role. Then you all need to talk as well. You need to have a sit down or if you're out of state or what have you. In our case, you know, you need to have a a talk, you know, about how, you know, we would like this to work. I've never had a problem with my husband talking to his ex about their child or, you know, about their child. At that, you know, but it's still my child. Um, I've never had a problem with that. You know, I've never had I never had to sit around to listen to that. None of that, because I felt like that if they wanted to be together, they would still be together. You know, so why why would I have an issue with that? We're married in this. And we got married after they got divorced, you know, so, you know, you can't be um, petty. And you cannot be immature when you're dealing with blended families because it affects not only you, but it affects the children in that family. And that is very important. We can make or break children in blended families if we don't handle them properly. And they, they are not, um, as my husband mentioned earlier, they don't belong to us. They're little gods that are trying to grow up to be big gods. So it's very important to talk to them and not at them. And it's very important to listen to what they have to say because it's a lot of pain that we don't even realize that's going on in their lives because of turmoil. Children have a very active imagination. And if you don't know what's going on in their minds, they can come to their own conclusions. So it's important to figure out what that is, what's going on with you today. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. You know, So you you find time to make sure you sit down every day, especially when they're small children, to be able to interact with them, so that you can figure out what's on their mind, and then you can actually help them to calmly be molded into the right direction. I hope we answered
6: that. And also too, on a personal level, uh, of course, my you know my wife never requested this, but uh, when we were dealing with my a biological son, and I'm speaking with his uh, biological mother, I always had uh, Sister Zarifa on the phone with me because I wanted to establish the fact that even though we were dealing with our biological son, that she has a voice and a say in his well-being as well. And, uh, you know, any input that she could give, you know, I always uh, appreciate it. And I don't know my, uh my ex did, But I I wanted to establish that because this is who he will be spending his summers with, you know. So at that particular time, she is responsible for for him, too. So she should have a say-so in his well-being as well. Praise be to
2: Allah. Yes, praise be to Allah. And now you know we have about ten minutes until our next commercial break, so I think that's time for one or two more questions, depending <laughs> on the depth of the answer. <laughs> so, brother,
3: <laughs> praise to uh, Um uh, Wonderful answers from both couples. This question is taking us back closer a little bit to the topic, but not quite. So, here's the question. It says, "How has been? How has being? Pardon me. More dutiful in your faith." Made you more dutiful to each other.
5: Hmm. Well, I tell you when you're trying to um, when you're dutiful in your faith, then you recognize that the woman, me for me, I recognize that the woman being the co-creator with God, you how can you not treat your husband as you would treat a god? You know he's more than just a king. We're a nation of God, if we understand, or we're trying to grow into that title. So you can't grow into that title being trifling and petty. <laughs> so you have to try to make sure that, you know, what I do, if I was sitting down with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, because, you know, if I get into Massive Art, some of our listeners may not understand. So if I was sitting down at a table with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, how would I behave? If the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan were to come into my home, how would I behave? Mm -hmm. If I was in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's presence, how would I behave? I go even to if Minister Sharif is in my presence, Mm -hmm. how do I behave? You know, so the people that you look up to and you feel that, you know, they're trying to live a righteous life. How would you behave when you're with them? I remember early in our marriage, you know, I mentioned to my husband one day because he got upset with me, you know, and uh, and I said, "Well, if you were at the mosque and got upset with me with the same thing, how would you respond?" He that the I've never looked at, I've never seen that response that he given me at first ever again, because like I say, it's about self improvement, and he had no problem with what I said and correcting. How he'd handled it. I thought that was beautiful. And the same way, vice versa. Whereas I might get mad at this little old lady going down the street that she's not driving fast enough, you know, and I might be stomping my foot and fussing. So then I had to tell myself, okay, so if the minister was in the car with you, Brother Sharif, if brother Brother Minister Sharif was in the car with you in the back seat, would you be cussing and fussing at this old lady? No. So that's the way I take it in in my marriage. If I'm If I want to bring out the best in my husband and I want him to be able to bring out the best in me, then I have to treat him the way that I would want to be treated. If I would want kindness and respect then I have to treat him with kindness and respect.
6: um, Is is what I would say. Right. I I wouldn't use the word. Maybe hypocrisy is maybe too strong, but there's a tinge of uh, contradiction when you are dutiful to your work and not dutiful to your uh, uh, your, your, your spouse. Mm-hmm. Because your spouse really, to tell you the truth, that is your work. You can't say that you're out uh, fulfilling the mission and then you are lacking in your relationship or your treatment with your spouse. Because, uh, and of course we heard Brother uh, uh, David say it a couple of weeks. And of course the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that his strong marriages produce a strong nation. So if I'm trying to produce a strong nation and my marriage is lacking or my, my marriage is weak or the foundation of my my marriage is, is crumbling, then I'm really actually, it's a contradiction to the work that I say that I claim that I'm working, uh, working in.
5: Praises do too. And I remember I was sitting talking to minister Rockman one time, may Allah be pleased with him. And um, he looked at me and he said, you know, your husband must be treating you really nice. <laughs> mm. And I said, "Why you say that?" He said, "Because you can tell how good a man is to a woman by the way she looks." Wow.
6: One of the highest compliments I've ever been paid. Praise be <laughs> to so Allah. He said
5: you can tell. Not not just, you know, how well kept she is is what he was saying. You mm. know, you can tell how well kept she is and and how a good a job the man is doing based on how she looks. And Mm -hmm. I remember one time, brother Sharif, you know, mentioned about his beautiful wife, may Allah be pleased with her. You know, he, it, 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 it doesn't matter when she was sick or in the hospital, he would go get her nails done and everything, you know, he pampered her. He constantly pampered her. You know, she pampered him. They pampered each other. You know, it's just a beautiful... That's how you maintain a marriage for 39, 40 years, you Mm. know? And so, uh, you know, so right now at 16 years, we're just at the tip of the iceberg, you know? And I thank Allah for um, my husband and everything that he does for us
6: as a family. I thank Allah for that.
4: Wow. wow.
6: I will tell you something, uh, people. This is a ride-or-die sister right here. (laughs) And uh, I really thank Allah for her because she has brought out of me some of the things that I know I, I, that I didn't have, that I know I did not have. And if they, if I did have them, then she actually was, she played a key component in bringing them out. You know, a often, lot oftentimes as a man, you know, we walk around and we, have, uh, we, we, we act macho, but then that's nothing more than a, a cover about mm. lack of confidence. And sister Zarifa has helped me exponentially grow in my confidence and as I grew in my confidence, I grew in my faith. So she has made me a stronger believer by being around her in her company. Oh, praise be to Allah. <laughs> oh, praise me to Allah.
2: Praise be to Allah.
6: Wonderful.
3: I'll oh, praise. I, I like the way sister you just said wow when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that being said, uh, we're gonna go into a quick commercial break, cool us down a little bit, and then we're gonna come back. So tech team, you can take us into our commercial. 645.
4: Are you prepared if you have to leave your home in case of an emergency? With a portable emergency bag, you would have the food, water, and supplies that you would need for a three-day period. Order your portable emergency bag today by calling 770-884-2085.
2: Uh, Praise be to Allah. And now at this time, we would like to allow our wonderful guests who we've enjoyed enjoyed throughout the whole show, uh, both student ministers, as we said, (laughs) we would like them to provide some closing words for our audience. So Sister Zareepa and Brother Hamza.
5: Praise be to Allah. Um, I'd like to, first of all, thank Brother uh, Student Regional Minister and Representative, Brother Abdul-Sharif Muhammad, for allowing us the opportunity to be on the show today. Thank him for the wonderful um, interaction with our youth co-hosts. It's a beautiful thing um, to see the youth taking lead in this day and time. Uh, You know, because if you don't have youth, then you really are heading for death. Because what happens when you die off? You don't have anybody to carry anything on. So I thank Allah for that. What I would like to say to um, couples and single people. Seek ye first God. Don't be so quick to settle. Look for look for the person that you if you're looking, look for a to send you that person. And I've mentioned study guide 18 so much until I'm sure that those who don't have the study guides one through nine and 10 through 18 are going to be trying to get them. But we're studying about this. Don't try to help God out. You know, by moving out ahead, let God send you the person that you need. That's best for you. Don't you try to figure it out. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to go out and help God. No, be patient. Seek assistance through patience and prayer, and God will send you what you need to be the best you you can be. He won't let you down. It may not be when you think that that person should come, but you keep waiting. Allah will send you who you need. Because, as I mentioned earlier, this is our second marriage, and in that, had I not been trying to do it myself, then I would have waited. <laughs> You know, but I'm going to choose myself. So I think that it's important to seek assistance through patience and prayer, even though times get tough. Struggle is ordained. And my husband mentioned that earlier. We might struggle a little bit, but get into oneness with God yourself. Get to know God in you. Get to know the the best parts of you. Get to know you totally. And what Are you willing, if you could go out, I've always asked this question, if you could stay with yourself for a day or for two days, would you like seeing yourself on the other side of the table? Would you like the the attributes that you display Mm. if you had to live with yourself? See, I'm not talking about the self of you that you're sitting there and it's just one of you. No, because you hide that part. But you know yourself better than others. So if you're gonna be honest with yourself, if you could sit a duplicate person of yourself on the other side of clone, would you want to live with you? And if the answer is I'm not sure, maybe we need to check some things. Or no, I don't think I like that part. Maybe we need to do some self improvement. So in order for us to be good as a couple, we had to we have to be improving self on a consistent basis, which we which means that we self examine, we self analyze. And then we self-correct, and that's the basis for a good marriage and a strong community.
6: Thank you. well. First, first, and foremost, I want to thank Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for sending us a jewel in the Honorable Minister and and, and Brother Abdul Sharif Muhammad, mm-hmm. student uh, Southern Regional Representative, and the uh, uh, and and over the ten thousand fearless. Yes. We thank Almighty God, Allah brother Sharif because he has set up a platform wherein we can come together as husband and wife or prospective husbands and wife and improve upon our relationship as I've stated before the enemy is doing all that he can to weaponize uh the relationships between the black man and black woman and it is very much needed much of what you see today going on in our day-to-day lives that is uh uh, that, that, that we live as oppressed people under white supremacy has a lot to do with our failed relationships and our knowledge of how to go about and be the best of uh, uh, husbands and wives that we can be. I also want to thank Allah for this beautiful staff. You all do a wonderful job. I watch you every single <laughs> Saturday and I really, really enjoy uh, uh, this platform. And was just honored to be on this platform. So keep up the great work. Remember that when you marry one another, it's not two people, it's one individual. We are reflections of one another. And if we uh, if we go at that, if we go at it from that standpoint and always keep Allah at the center of everything we do, but particularly the marriage, particularly the institution of marriage. We will be successful. We will be victorious. Thank you so much.
2: Tawla. Oh, Tawla. Praise be to Allah.
3: All oh, praise is due to Allah. Wonderful closing statements from both couples. I'm sure that everyone has heard this man's name mentioned many times as both of our uh, guests have thanked him our regional minister, Abdul Sharif Muhammad, and I don't want to miss out on my chance to thank you as well. So thank you, Mr. Abdul Sharif Muhammad. So one thing about our regional minister is that he is truly a man of God, made to help and serve his people and to help and serve his teacher, the honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan. So we can never thank Allah enough for our beloved Sudan regional minister, and we can never thank Allah enough for those who help him. So <laughs> with that being said, we have one of the great helpers, the regional assistant to our regional minister, Abdul Sharif Muhammad, the very poised, very sophisticated, very well studied, Brother David Muhammad. All praise be to Allah.
4: <laughs> All praise due to Allah. <laughs> thank you, Brother <Buddha> Hashim. <laughs> Hashim, you know, he always lifts us up. Well, we thank Allah for uh, the opportunity um, to be a part of such a wonderful, wonderful broadcast. On behalf of our beloved student, Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to my my, my co-moderator, my sister, and of course my brother, Bilal Hamza. You know, as who serve in another position today in terms of serving as a guest. I know that all who are tuned in, all who are listening, really benefited from the beautiful, beautiful testimonies and insight that was shared today. What a beautiful, beautiful broadcast. And I just want to thank you, and I thank our youth co-moderators, Sister Anissa, Brother Hashim, for the wonderful, excellent job that you did today. Such a beautiful broadcast. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said recently that there should be more of forums like this where we learn about family, learn about relationships, learn about marriage. So we thank Allah for the vision of Student Regional Minister Abdul-Sharif Muhammad for uh, presenting this format as you all have said. Nothing more really needs to be said. So much was shared in today's broadcast. I just wanna thank you, thank you, thank you. And let's, you know, for those who did not see it live, Let's share it and reshare it, and let's circulate it out there in social media because there's a lot in this uh, broadcast that can really benefit us all. So thank you once again on behalf of Student Regional Minister Abdul Sharif Muhammad. Love you. Assalamualaikum. Love you too,
2: sir. Wa well, well, alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. At this time, we would now like to uh, display the staff here at the male-female relationship series. So we have our staff here with us. We have Brother Joshua X.
5: Sister Anisa.
2: Oh, we have Brother <laughs> Joshua X. We have myself, Sister Alisa. Uh, we have my fellow co-moderator. <laughs> we have Sister Andrea 2X. We have student assistant minister David Muhammad, who you just heard from. Mm And I mean, student minister Zareef (laughs) Muhammad.
4: That's right.
2: As a guest today, (laughs) but usually she is the producer of this show. So we also, you know, thank her for also being able to serve as a guest today and just sharing those jewels that she dropped and now we would like to also, also play some of the staff that's off screen so if we can queue up the staff video and then afterwards we have a brief commercial
0: Assalamu alaikum, peace be unto you, and thank you for tuning in to today's edition of the Male and Female Relationship Series. It is our sincere prayer that something was said to benefit you in your spiritual growth and development and to serve as guidance for our relationships during these troubling times. This series is sponsored by Supreme Spring Water. Live Supreme, be Supreme, drink Supreme Spring Water. Call in your order today at area code 800. 800- Five seven three eight zero three three and Rise Magazine, rise to the peak of greatness. To subscribe or advertise, visit our website at www.risemagazineco.com. We also invite you to log on to www.abdulsharif.com, where you will find the most recent books written by our host and moderator, Abdul Sharif Muhammad. Log on and get your personal copy of Is the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan Divinely Guided and Is He Connected to the Wheel and A Soldier in the Movement of Christ Also the Great Ambassador of Love a book of rare photos that chronicles a soldier's journey with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Once again, we thank you for being a part of tonight's conversation, and we invite you every Saturday from 5 p.m. till 7 p.m. for more of the male and female relationship series. Until then, we leave you with the greeting words of peace of salaam Alaikum or peace be unto you.
7: Every word I say, every word I say. Stopping
9: us now We're on the
7: move Ain't no stopping us now we got the groove Ain't no stopping us now We're on the
9: move I know I know Ain't no stopping us now we got the groove
7: I know you know someone that has
3: a negative vibe and if you're trying to make it the only all praises due to Allah this has been another fantastic episode of the male and female relationship series give yourself a hand for coming on and listening because it was certainly the right choice to make we want to remind you that we are on multiple platforms we are live streaming every saturday from youtube at male female relationship series we're live streaming every saturday on facebook and now we also are a podcast it is simply an audio so you're on the go you're taking a jog you're running, you're at the gym, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you can listen to us while you're on the go now on Anchor. So we are also a podcast now, so ain't no stopping us now, right? <laughs> All praise is due to Allah. So with that being said, we open and close every meeting, gathering, event by calling on the God. So please at this time, assume whatever position of prayer you find the most comfortable, and we pray. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds, the beneficent, the merciful, master of this day of judgment in which we now live. Thee alone do we worship, and thine aid do we seek. O Allah, guide us on the right path, the path of those upon whom thou hast bestowed thy favors, and not the path upon whom thy wrath
1: has been brought down, nor those who go astray. Ameen. All praise due to Allah. Thank you.